Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. So excited about what God is doing in all of our lives and, and you know, just being transparent with you as we get ready to, to, to launch a, a new series today. Uh, the more I thought about the season that we're in, we're in this pandemic still, right? And I don't know about you. It's like Dan said at 7 at 7. Hey, by the way, if you've never jumped on 7 at 7, the prayer ministry that we're doing every day, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. for seven minutes, you will love that. I promise you to be a great blessing to you. But Dan, Dan Russell ran one of them. And it, I just love the way he, he started. He said, hey, I'm tired. I'm tired of this pandemic. Aren't you tired of this pandemic? I am too. I'm tired of the rhetoric. I'm tired of all the uncertainty. I'm tired. Are we open? Are we closed? I'm tired of, of all of the craziness that we're all in. Come on. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I'm tired. And as I started to meditate on that and think about it, I realized that I was sinking on the inside and I needed some encouragement. I needed some help. And I, do what, and I did what I always do. I go to the word of God to get my help and to get my encouragement. And I found the scripture which I believe is going to be a launching pad for this new series that God's put in my heart to share, especially in this crazy, uncertain time, especially over the next 10 days. I just feel like it's going to be nuts and we need to just be centered and grounded. All right, look what the scripture says here in 1 Corinthians 8, 6. You're going to love this. All right, it says, yet for us, there is only one God, the Father, who is the source of all things, underline that, who is the source of all things, and for whom we have life in one Lord Jesus Christ, through and by whom are all things, and through and by whom we ourselves exist. When I read this scripture, hope came to my heart. When I read this scripture, I realized I was letting all of the rhetoric, all of the voices, all the uncertainty, all of the crazy. I just heard the other day, the National Guard has pulled into Philadelphia. Come on, what's that all about? This is crazy, this time that we live in. But when I read that scripture, hope came to my heart. And let me tell you what words just exploded on the inside of me when I read it. When I read that part that said, we serve the Father who is the source of all things. And that's when it hit me. It hit me so hard that I cannot allow other voices, the uncertainty, my fatigue in the pandemic to be my source. I need to allow God to be my source. And I challenged myself when I read this scripture and I had to ask myself this question like I want you to ask yourself. Is God my source? Is God your source? And that's what I want this series to do for us. I want it to challenge us. In fact, I'm calling it Source. This is going to be a series that I hope challenges all of us that in the middle of this crazy, in the middle of our fatigue, in the middle of the uncertainty, that we can ask ourselves that question, is God my source? Come on, if you're sitting next to somebody, 
point, nudge them, say, even if you're laying in bed, say it to yourself, is God my source? Put it in the chat. Yes, God is my source. All right, come on, let's pray. Join me in a word of prayer. Let's get into this. And let's be encouraged, I believe, by what God is going to share with us today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you for the word of God. Holy Spirit, come right now. Speak through me. Illuminate the hearer to the things that we're sharing. Use my voice, Lord. Use my meditations to be a blessing to those who are listening to this message. And Father, we will give you all the honor and glory. Give me strength, even courage to speak this message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Source is God our source. Come on, go with me to the book of John. Let's read this scripture. It's a passage of scripture that I believe is going to tie right into this, which is what started to speak to me about challenging me. Is God my source? All right, look at this. John chapter 6, verses 5 through 10. Notice what it says. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where should we buy bread for all these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. I want you to underline that. Just keep that there. He already had in mind what he was going to do. And Philip answered him and he said, it would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. And another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He said, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? They were looking at their resources. They were looking at their little. We've done the same thing. We're faced with a challenge. We're faced with a circumstance. We're faced with a trial. We're, we're faced with a dream. And we look at our little. We've all done this, right? Look what Jesus said to them, verse 10. Jesus said, have the people sit down. He wasn't moved by what they were looking at. He said, have the people sit down. You know why he wasn't moved? Because he already had in mind what he was going to do. All right, have the people sit down. And there's plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down, about 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and he distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Imagine this, two loaves and, and some fish, and he fed more than 5,000 people. Some scholars say there may have been 15,000 when you include women and children. What an amazing feat. Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do with the resources, those little resources that the disciples had in their hand. And this is when it hit me right here. The disciples walk with Jesus. These two men saw Jesus. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They saw Jesus multiply uh, other they turned water into wine. They saw Jesus heal people. They saw masses constantly following Jesus. The resources that were coming out of Jesus' ministry it was amazing. But yet in the face of this request, in the face of this trial, in the face of this pressure, all the disciples could do was look at what they had. It was look at what they had in the face 
of the God of all resources. Come on. In the face of the God who is the source of all things, they looked at what they had and they could not connect that Jesus could do something even with what they had. Isn't this amazing? As I started to think about this, think about now, now, you know, I've read this story over and over. And the more I read it, I read it like this. And like you probably did too. Oh, this is Jesus. Guys, what's wrong with you? What, this is Jesus. This is the source of all things. I can't believe you're saying, what am I going to do with this little in front of the source of all things? I've read it that way. And you've read it that way too at times. But when you put yourself in the story, you realize the pressure, the 5,000 people, the task. There's 12 of them and more than 5,000 of them. Can you just imagine that pressure? Well, of course, what, you, what do you do? You look at your stuff. You look at your stuff. We've all done this. We look at our stuff. We find ourselves in a challenge. We look at our stuff. A lot of us are doing it right now. We're doing it right now. We're saying to ourselves, there's moms right now. You say, I have to be a homeschool teacher right now. You're looking at your stuff right now and you're saying, there's not enough of me to go around. Some of you are saying, where did all my money go? There's not, there, there's not enough money to go around. So some of you are saying, there's not enough time. I, all my time is gone. It's just like, it's just like it comes and it, it's just gone like in a flash and, and I'm tired. I'm fatigued. We've all done it. We are all doing it right now in the face of this pandemic. But I want you to know something. We're doing this in the face of the God of all resources. Jesus is our source. The disciples had their little in the face of the source of sources. Gotta just wonder. I gotta just wonder if this is really affecting all of us as well. When we look at, we're all looking at our little. We're allowing the voices. We're allowing the fatigue. We're allowing the rhetoric. We're allowing the uncertainty. Come on. I want it over. I want things to be back to normal again, don't you? I want things to be where they were before. I want, just like you, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this little that I have. We're all looking at this little that we have. We're saying, how can it be? How can, how can we get there with this little that we have? I have a very simple message today, and that's this. If we can learn to take the little that we have, the little the little that we have, and give it to the God of all resources, to the source of all things. I really believe the same miracle they experienced that day is the same miracle that we can experience in our own lives too. Listen, when I read this story, this is what it tells me. It tells me that in the face of all of that pressure, and the face of there's just 12 of them, Versus more than 5,000 in the face of that pressure. Get that. And maybe in the face of some of the pressure that you're experiencing. When are my kids going back to school? When am I going to get that promotion? Am I ever going to get married? Am I going to find that person that I want to spend the rest of my life with? Can my marriage ever be healed? Can it ever be what it is supposed to be? We're, we're all challenged, Okay. But I, I, want, I got great news for you. Just like the disciples were holding their little resources in the face of the God of all resources and the God of all source, you and I can do the same. 
And here's what it tells me. Listen, let this sink in. This tells me that this little that you have is enough. The little person that you feel that you are, maybe you don't have the talent, you don't have the ability, you don't have the skill. It is enough. And don't let the enemy tell you any different. Here's why it's enough. When you take your little, your little talent, your little skill, your little resources, your little time, your little ability, you take your little and you give it to him, the God of all sources, that's when the multiplication happens. That's the reason why we have to challenge ourselves and ask ourselves this question. Is God my source? Or am I my source? When I look at my little, when I look at my time, what I have to do for my family, what I have to do to pay my bills, what I have to do to go to work, what I have to do to do this, there's no time for anything else. I'm making myself my source. I'm not inviting the God who's the resource of resources, the source of life. I'm not inviting him into my life to explode my time, to explode my resources. That's what happened there that day. When the disciples gave that little to Jesus, Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. Guess what? Come on. He already knows what he wants to do for you too. He already knows that he's got that relationship lined up for you right now. He already knows he's got that new office space for you. He already knows he's got that new job for you. He's got that new increase for you. He already knows when your kids are going to be back in school. He already knows that you have what it takes to help your kids right now. You have what it takes. And don't let the enemy talk you out of it. He already knows he's going to multiply your time. He already knows you're going to be able to get that vacation you've been believing for. Because we've all lost out on those kind of things, right? He already knows you're going to be able to return back to the place where we were once before. He already knows. He already has that in mind. And our goal today is to not get distracted and sidetracked by the voices, the rhetoric, the pressure. I experience it too. I feel it every day. Every day I'm, I, I'm challenging myself, saying, God, I need to make you my source. When I hear about the things going on in our country, the things that are challenging, the sacred foundations of our country, it, it shakes me. And I have to ask, I got to say, God, you're my source. Man is not my source. Politicians are not my source. The government is not my source. God is my source. Come on, somebody. God is my source. I just hope you allow me to challenge you right now. Challenge yourself. If you've been allowing all of this crazy to get to you like me, and in the face of it, we need to do exactly what the disciples did. We need to give our resources to him. Because here's the deal. Our resources, the little that we have in the face of him is enough. Your talent, your skill in the face of him is enough. Why? Because he's the source. He's the God. He's the God of all of our resources, okay? But the opposite of that is just true. 
when we look at this, our little, and we look at our lack of skill or our lack of talent or our lack of ability, apart from the God who is the source, then suddenly, I promise you, it will not be enough. You will not be talented enough. You will not be skilled enough. The little that's in your hand will not be enough to pay your bills. It will not be enough time to get the things done that you need to get done. It won't, there won't be enough emotion inside of you to be able to, to take care of your kids, to, to help your family, to help other people in need. Because all you have left is just enough for you. And this was the lesson that I believe Jesus was trying to teach the disciples that day. You've got to let this go. You gotta let it go. Not only let it go, listen, here's the next part. You gotta give it to him. And here's the next thing I want you to see. When you give your little to him, he is the specialist at increasing it. He is the specialist at exploding it, at making it something phenomenal. When you give your talent, your lack of skill, you think, and you give it to him, he makes the difference up in your life. This is what he does. He is the specialist at taking the little things in our life and doing something phenomenal with them. Come on, do you believe that today? I'll never forget. I'll never forget you know, being 16 years old and, and learning how to be a maintenance technician. For, guys, look, man, everybody knows me. I am the furthest thing from a maintenance technician, okay? I mean, these hands, this is, these, this is how my hands do maintenance, right? Hello, hey, uh, can you help me get this done? It's called hiring maintenance, right? So, but at 16 years old, my parents felt like I needed to learn maintenance skills. And, and so, you know, a lot of you guys know I was raised in the family business. And, and so there was this, this uh, burly of a guy on our staff that just, guy could fix anything. I mean, anything, plumbing, electrical, drywall, cement, everything. This guy was amazing. And so my job was just to kind of shadow him and walk with him and kind of learn as we went. And so I'll never forget, uh, we, there was a boiler call. One of the properties we had had these massive boilers. And I don't know if you know what a boiler is, but it's a heating device. It's like a big machine with lots of valves and buttons and gas things and this and that. When I would look at it, it would just freak me out. To this day, I'm still freaked out by boilers, just being honest with you, okay? So, but this boiler was just massive, man, and, and there was no heat in this building. And so, we, you know, the service request came in and we had to drop everything to go get this boiler going because in the middle of winter, boilers gotta work, right? So I remember sitting in the office and looking at him, so, oh, this guy can fix anything. Okay, so here we go, you know? And he said to me, hey, just grab a screwdriver and we're gonna go over to that building and fix this boiler. I remember being 16 years old, thinking to myself, all you need is a screwdriver to go fix that massive, complicated boiler? He said, yeah, that's all I need, a screwdriver. I said, no. I was expecting, he's got to take that big tool belt that he would put on with all the tools in it, this big, massive electrical machine thing that he would take with him to test appliances and stuff. Really cool tools, right? I thought, you mean you're going to leave all that stuff here? All you need is a screwdriver? Yeah, we just need a screwdriver. And I just remember walking to that building in the cold day, that cold winter day, thinking to myself, holding the screwdriver, this guy better know what he's doing, okay? Because the fact of the matter is, I mean, how can this little screwdriver that I'm holding in my hand fix this massive, complicated 
boiler. And the whole time I was walking over there just like just holding the screwdriver thinking to myself, either this guy is gonna lose his job today or, or I'm gonna learn something fantastic here, okay? And I'll never forget, we got down there, got in the basement, there's that big complicated boiler. I'm just scared, <laughs> scared of this thing. It, you know, all these valves, you push the wrong thing. I'm thinking the, I could explode this building. He takes the screwdriver from my hand. He said, and he unscrewed a panel that I did not know was there. Then he pushed a reset button that I did not know was there. <laughs> and next thing, boom, the whole thing came back on just like it was never broken in the first place. And I remember thinking he fixed all of that with this little screwdriver. Wow, it is amazing what can happen when you take your little and you put it in the hands of somebody that knows what to do with it. It is amazing when we take our little and give it to the God of all resources, to give it to the source of all life and watch what he will do for you. Come on, somebody. How many times have you guys taken this little device right over here, this I cannot tell you how many times this little device has opened up more opportunities for me. One text, one email, one phone call, and the result of what this little thing did for me, and I'm sure it has done for you, it's the same exercise, guys. God is the specialist at taking our little or what we think is our little and doing something phenomenal with it. Study the word of God. When I study the Bible and I see what God did with great men in the Bible, Moses had a task. He had the task of crossing a Red Sea. Imagine that request God gives you, hey, I want you to take two million people to cross this Red Sea, right? Imagine that being your job. All Moses had was a staff, that little staff that God gave him. And his instruction was, take that little staff and point it out over the sea. And guess what? The sea parted and they walked over on dry ground. Something little did all of that. Why? You put your little in the God of all resources and watch what he will do. I think of Gideon. Guys, Gideon, 300 men, the Bible says, 300 men routed 135,000. How was that possible? God took these little resources and you put it in his hand. You give it to him and you say, God is my source. Watch what he will do. My favorite is David. You guys know David and Goliath. We know that story. That's my favorite. Think about this. I want you to think about this. He walked into the valley that day to face a giant. He was just 16 years old, like me as a maintenance technician. Come on, somebody. 16 years old, walking into the valley that day, facing this hairy giant. He had armor, a spear that was taller and heavier than David himself. And yet David, Walked into that valley that day. You know what he walked in there with? A small slingshot and five small stones. This little 
And David took this little, come on somebody, and he gave it to God in one throw, one stone, hit that giant in the perfect spot. And that giant, that little took that giant down. Guys, I'm, I hope you get this. Take your little, take your little, give it to God. I have such little time, some of you saying, because I'm so busy, give it to God. He's calling you to a life of service maybe into a life of ministry. Give your time to God. Watch what he'll do. If you hold on to your time, you'll never have enough time. But if you give it to God, watch what he will not only do, but watch how your time will be multiplied. Come on, somebody. I've seen this happen. He will take your little and he will do something special with it. I left off with David because the part that I love about David more than anything is this, because I, I personally believe everyone listening today, you're watching, you're a candidate for this. We all feel empty. <laughs> this pandemic, I'm telling you, it's emptied a lot of us. It's, it's fatigued us. It's like Dan said at seven at seven, right? It's just, we're tired. But I've got great news for you. You say, God, you're my source in the face of your fatigue, and watch what happens. So David did something, or, or the story about David was amazing, because I want you to, to, to hear this, because I think this is the key that can really help us to understand how to take our little and give it to him and watch what he'll do. The word David means beloved. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, so go with me here for a second. Walk into the valley now. Go into that valley with your slingshot. You're facing Goliath, an enemy, a vicious enemy, a champion. He was hurling insults. I mean, put yourself there for a second. It wasn't David that was facing Goliath that day with his little. Beloved was facing Goliath that day with his little. Come on. Beloved, somebody deeply loved, somebody who knew how deeply loved they were, faced Goliath with that little. I believe that when we understand how deeply loved we are, we'll take our little and we'll face every Goliath that's in front of us. We'll take our little and face every challenge. We'll take our little, build that dream. We'll take our little fix our marriage, we'll take that little, become the parent we need to be with our kids, we'll take that little and become everything God has called us to be. Why? Because you're his beloved too. David was his beloved. And Ephesians 1, 6 says this, you and I have been accepted in the beloved. This is so beautiful. You are loved by God. You are the beloved in the story. You are the one that God loves. And because you are the one that God loves, get this, he already has in mind what he's going to do for you. He already has in mind that promotion. He already has in mind that breakthrough. He already has in mind the resurrection of your marriage. He already has in mind the replenishment of your bank account. 
Like so many people, their bank accounts have Where's the money gone? He already has in mind how to replace it. He already has in mind what office that you're going to have. He already has in mind what building he's given us. Come on. He already has in mind what he's going to do. You've got to give your little to him. So how do we know? How do we know when we aren't seeing God as our source? When we start getting angry about stuff, we've lost, out. we've lost sight of God as our source. We start getting worried about things, we've lost sight. Mm. Don't get mad when I say this. When you get selfish with your time, we've lost sight. God is your source. Ooh, that's a big one. Don't send me an email on that one, okay? Just take it, okay? When we get selfish about our time, I only have so much to go around. We really don't see God as our source. That's how you can tell if God isn't your source. Oh, but join me in this series. Join me over these next few weeks and challenge ourselves. Is God really my source? I believe that when you challenge yourself that God is your source, you're going to uncover the calling of God to do ministry some of you, you're going to uncover a businessman or business person that's inside of you to do great things for God. Students, listen, you're going to uncover on the inside of you the launch of a phenomenal career choice. That's what you're going to discover when you give your little to him because he loves you and because you are accepted because he already has in mind what he's going to do for you. Will you join me in this challenge? Will you join me in this challenge over the next several weeks to, to ask yourself the question, is God my source? And all the rhetoric piles up this week, all the voices, the National Guard, this guy's in, this guy's not in, come on somebody. Will you join me in saying it doesn't matter? God's my source. It doesn't matter what the government does. God is my source. It doesn't matter what the economy even does. God is my source. Do you believe that today? I hope you do. I mean, maybe you're watching this and you're saying, I have never heard these things. I've never heard that I'm accepted and I am God's beloved. I'll take it a step further. Maybe you've never heard that your sin and lawless deeds, he remembers no more. Maybe you've never heard that before. You're a believer in Jesus and you've never heard that God is not holding things against you. He isn't. It's time to renew your commitment to him. I'm challenging you to ask yourself that question. Is God my source? Or am I my source? Do I see myself as my source? I just have to say this. How many times have you done this? You know, you have a headache and so, so and you've done everything. You've done the natural stuff. You've done the, you've taken the aspirin. You've taken, you've done all that stuff, right? And it's still not going away. And then you say, you know what? I think I'm going to pray about this. I'm going to go have somebody pray for me. And it goes away that way. And we, I, 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 this is where I want to challenge ourselves. Why do we wait? Why do we always wait and do God last instead of doing God first? That's next week. Don't miss. But maybe, maybe, 
you're watching for the first time and, and you've never heard these things before, you're, you're saying, I'm a, it's, it's this God you're talking about who already has in mind what he's going to do for me. I don't know a God like that. I only know him religiously. I got good news for you today. You can get to know him right now, right where you're at. Receive my Jesus, like so many of you guys have. Jesus is why we do the things that we do. Jesus is the source of all sources. Man, when are you gonna stop trying to be your own source? When are you gonna stop trying to figure it out yourself? Try to get there on your own. You can put it to rest right now and meet my Jesus and the Jesus of so many people as part of this community who wants you to, to give your little to him and watch what he'll do with your life. I'm going to invite you to pray with me. A simple prayer to invite my Jesus into your life. I didn't know that Jesus could come into your life. I was raised religiously. When somebody prayed with me to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, my whole life changed. The Bible says the life of the godly is filled with adventure, and that's exactly what happened to me. A boring life, going nowhere life, a life that was troubled, came to Jesus, and the Lord has given me a life filled with adventure. Just being married to Jeannie LaSala is adventure enough. Come on, somebody. Listen, I want to invite you. To, I, want, I want to encourage you to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Come on, right where you're at right now. So that's me, Pastor Dino. I don't know Jesus this way. I want to pray with you right now. Come on. Pray the simple prayer out loud. With you. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I give you my little. I give you my brokenness. I give you my incompleteness. Do something with this. I receive you as my personal Savior. I want to live for you all the days of my life. I believe you are the Son of God, and I am saved from this point forward. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you, and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.